Hello, awesome peeps. This is Joe Loper, host of Short Form the Podcast. Thank you for joining me. I greatly appreciate it. I hope your week is off to an outstanding start. I also hope you had a great weekend. It's important to have fun on the weekends. It is still insanely cold in New York. I will continue to complain about that until the situation is much improved. At least we're over consistently 50 degrees minimum minimum and speaking of this you know over the weekend um i spent sunday volunteering at xavier mission in new york city and they cook uh and distribute about 1500 meals to those in need every sunday it's a monumental task and i am like a teeny weeny itty bitty polka dot bikini version of that like i, I you know my, my part in this is very small I try to volunteer a couple times a month, and it's mainly made up of volunteers. And their focus is on, you know, the, obviously the customers. And this is people from all walks of life. Everybody's welcome. And what I want to focus on is an interaction I had at the mission, but it was about a year ago. Before I get into that, though, I have to give a special shout out to the 70 high school kids from Denmark that used their first day of their trip in New York City to help out at the mission. That was pretty phenomenal to witness, I'm not going to lie. Now the clock is running, and the interaction that I'm talking about, uh, again, happened about a year ago, and let's call the person that I was talking to, let's name him Bob, just for simplicity. Now I was working outside, serving coffee to people who were waiting in line, which happens every once in a while because post-pandemic, there are certain things that they do to make sure everybody's safe. And one of the older gents who was out there waiting in line, he was a Vietnam-era veteran, And he started chatting me up and we talked for the better part of an hour. I cannot tell you what we talked about. And there's nothing really crazy or wild about the fact that we were talking or how long we were talking. But what he kept saying over and over again were basically the same points. And it it dawned on me about 20-ish minutes into the conversation that he was just going to keep doing that. That for whatever reason, either he couldn't think of something else to say or maybe he felt that this topic was so important to him that, you know, he wanted to just focus on it because there were a couple of times where I tried to steer the conversation in a new direction so we could talk about something else. And we would talk about that for a couple of minutes and then eventually he would go right back into what he was talking about before, even though he'd said it maybe two or three times already. Now, I, th- I think he was very much aware of what he was saying. I don't think he was not cognizant of that, but I just don't know if he knew how to move the conversation somewhere else, but he very much did not want the conversation to end. And this got me thinking about, you know, what I do in this situation. Whenever I'm at a point where the conversation is, you know, run its course, normally what I do is either change the subject or I'll just move on from that person. And this is especially true if it's a boring conversation. But in Bob's case, you know, he's a homeless vet. And he's going to have very limited options and very, very few people to talk to other than the other people that he runs into on a daily basis. So this really wasn't an option for him. Like if he's having a conversation that he's enjoying, maybe gets him excited, he wants to, he wants to maintain it for as long as he can. And you have to understand that the homeless in New York is really, they're a very common sight. It's, it's unfortunate, but it's just a daily occurrence. I, there's not a day goes by that I don't see multiple homeless people in the city. 
And this is especially true during the winter times because obviously they're looking for warmth and shelter. What they'll do is they'll find places, like say on the trains or in any public venue that doesn't have, you know, tight security or people trying to police the, 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 the area. And whenever I see this, I will watch how the average New York City citizens respond to them. These homeless people are just going about their day. They're not doing anything. They're not bothering anyone. They're just doing their business. And usually what ends up happening is people will, you know, either give them a wide berth and walk around them. And if we're on the chains, especially, they'll just move to another car. Now, I'm not judging them. I'm not saying what they're doing is terrible. But I think that's why Bob, in this case, wanted to continue to engage me. Because it finally dawned on me, regardless of what, it didn't matter what we were talking about. In that moment, he was being seen. I was acknowledging his presence in a way that made him feel validated, even if it was for an hour. And let me, let me be very clear what about what I mean about being seen. It's not like Joe was doing something spectacular. This is like a broad definition of what it is to be seen. I think it's sort of a universal answer we can use in a broader scope. Being seen is when a part or all of you is recognized through validation, support, and or inclusion. In simpler terms, your presence is being acknowledged in a way, in a positive way, that validates your humanity. I'm a person that's worth being paid attention to. It's a very simple topic, but it's very complex in its meaning. Now, there's some advice out there on the interwebs and, and different places that I've seen that talk about self-validation, which is so you're not relying on others' opinions. Now, I agree with this, but I think it's limited in scope because as human beings, we seek comfort from others. We seek acknowledgement from other people. It's what makes us who we are. And I think losing sight of that also means to lose sight of our significance. In the case of Bob, also, how would he find that self-validation? His world is made up of trying to stay fed and stay warm. And I think, ultimately, that's one of the great gifts that we can give to another person. It's to acknowledge them in a way that recognizes their presence and makes them feel understood. At one point, we were all teenagers, so I think this registers on a minimal scale with everyone. Right? You don't understand me. I'm so, I'm so lost right now. I have so many emotions, right? Teenagers. But on a grander scale, as we get older, that becomes much more complex because we have life experiences and whatnot. So as an everyday leader, as we try to pursue what that means, what if part of the process was to make sure one person every day was acknowledged? Now, again, this doesn't have to be some a huge, gigantic gesture or effort. What if it was just as you're getting your coffee, you ask your barista how they're doing, listen to their answer, maybe respond in a way that, you know, they, they understand that you heard them and understand them, and then just say, you know, how, you know what, I thank you for your, your help today. I appreciate it. You have a good day. You know, I'll see you, I'll see you later. It may seem small and minuscule, but when somebody 
is around a whole bunch of people and they are treated in a way that doesn't really acknowledge them as a person, it's important that we, that someone step up to that. I've been using the homeless as an example because I think it's one that is very easy to understand. But in New York, again, there are so many people going about their day on a regular day, trying to get things done, rushing to appointments, dealing with traffic, dealing with all the crowds, dealing with the weather, dealing with the, you know, the MTA and the crazy bus schedules and the crazy train schedules. We tend to treat each other very poorly. But if you think about it, how many instances have we seen people losing their mind at a like a fast food restaurant or something because the customer didn't get what they wanted and they lose their mind on the, the staff. Actually, one of my students at university, she's a barista at Starbucks, and she was telling me over her spring break that someone actually did this, that she and her coworker were attacked by someone who was angry about their coffee, and they threw, they started throwing things. They pushed the register off the counter. They tried to push the you know, the, the display case that has all the different croissants and stuff on it, push it off. And I'm not saying that the person, the customer is right. What I'm saying is that these people who are dealing with mass amounts of people, if you're working behind a counter, if you're a waiter, if you work in public transportation, if you work for the government, anything where we're like constantly dealing with a ton of people, you can feel like a commodity. You can feel like you're just there to serve somebody else and it can feel like a doormat. And I think that is ultimately one of the simplest things that we can do for each other is to acknowledge the other person and make sure they feel validated on the simplest, on the simplest scale. I see you, you're a person, I'm a person, and we're of equal stature in that regard. That alone can change somebody's day. That alone can make somebody's day go from, you know, crapville to something that's actually palatable and they can go about their day as though it's the world isn't just this horrible, terrible place that doesn't care about them. One of my favorite quotes from Plato is be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. Again, it's a very simple quote that has very complex meaning. Imagine a world where we did this for each other, just one person every day. What would that world look like? How would people behave? That's all I had. I just had this idea of what it meant to be seen and how we could translate that to just some kind of simple, actionable task every day. Um, Always looking to create a way for us to just make it better. 1%. 1% every day. If we can do 1% every day by the end of the year, holy crap. What a difference that would make, right? Thanks for listening. I hope this was helpful as always. I hope it was inspirational. I hope it gave some sort of insight. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your barista, tell everybody about the podcast. We'd love to see us break through our three loyal members. Neo, Morpheus, and Trinity. That'd be fantastic. Have an outstanding week, and I will catch you in the next one.